Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Cause I'm happy, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Cause I'm happy, clap along if you know the words to the song. He's been doing this for hours. Break good times, come on. He has not stopped since he walked if in the door. You're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Oh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful day. Oh, oh. okay, we're done. Okay, Bono. Yep, we're I'm stopping out. at you too. We're done. So welcome. Uh, you're hearing three voices. Uh, one of them's gone. We'll let you figure out which one as we get <laughs> along. Um, Ooh. So I'm going to start off with a shot, guys. And this shot has to do with the uh, what happened this weekend because I felt like it was, to me, it seemed like Kansas City's nail in the coffin. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, they've now looked bad for, what, five games straight? They've lost five out of their last six. I mean, it's it's looked pretty bad. So my question for you is, who wins the AFC West? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It matters. Because, uh, in my opinion, it's the Chargers, Chargers yeah, look it, too good. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Shane. It's not the Chargers. No, it's the Chargers. It's the Chargers. Oh, are you finally conceding that? Yeah, the San Diego Chargers. No. Yes. Yeah, I've got it. <laughs> I know what's up. SDC, San Diego Chargers. I know what that stands for. <laughs> so we're all in agreement that the Chargers are likely winning the AFC West. If they keep playing like they are right now, I don't see it going any other way. Because Oakland's not going to make it. They don't have they don't have enough team. They've got the same record as, as San Diego right now, though. I know, but there's a difference in the in the momentum. Yeah. San Diego started 0-4, and now they've been on fire since. Yeah, Oakland has sucked and all year. And even in those starts, I mean, I think two of them were by late field missed field goals by yeah by two, yeah they had two losses by missed field goals at the end with it was like I think it was young Koo, young who Koo or young yeah, Koo yeah. Koo, something like that um no offense sorry but uh, I don't remember your name because one you're a kicker until you get cut yeah two you're no longer a kicker <laughs> yeah you're not even a kicker in the now NFL. you're a McDonald's oh womp womp what? sorry sorry that he can't play football I can't play football but I mean you just said last week you were a 30 year old running back you yeah. did that, I was, am. that was a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> what are we talking about? I thought we were spitting facts here. Yeah, it's true. I can't play football. I'm just a 30-year-old running back. I will. Say, I got AP <clears throat> skill right now. I will say week 15, the Chargers face the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, so that should be an interesting matchup. That might decide it. That that might, might, yeah, might that decide might decide it. it right there. So, so yeah. Um, all right, with that... Uh, we'll jump right into the quick outs, which might be a little quicker than normal. Yeah. He's back. D- do you guys hear that? Is that is that someone running? Is that someone selling pot? Do you guys smell something in the air? <laughs> it's not so much click, click, boom. It's there it is. Josh Gordon's back. I can't believe I'm saying those words. It's been, what, three years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 2013, uh, 2014. Yeah, I think it's been three full calendar years since he's played it down in the NFL. And he might 
according to Hugh Jackson, he's going to get a lot of looks. Yeah, he is going to yeah. be a major person in their game. Because, I mean, Would, at this point, why not? Right. And, I mean, they're going to be playing from behind, even though they're facing since. No, they're not facing Cincinnati. That they faced Cincinnati this past week. Um, they're facing the they're facing the Chargers. Yes, they are. Um, so they'll they're, probably be playing not, from mine. Behind. Says it's the LA Clippers. Anywho, Carl. So that should be it's it's going to be interesting to watch. I from everything I'm reading, he's worth a stash. He's worth if you can if you didn't pick him up when he first got reinstated, and you have let's say you have like someone that just got injured, like. Say Amari Cooper, <clears throat> with a yeah, because you were using him anyway, right? I mean, he's got a bad case of concussion, sprained ankle, and drops. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that was a stretch. It's been a long day. I hate you all. It's, oh, love you. <laughs> um, I you know I I would say that he's worth a stash. Personally speaking, that upside, that upside, though, yeah. that upside. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Because well, he knows if that upside's still there. That floor, though, that floor yeah. is super low. Um, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely... I mean, you're not going to play the guy this year. I don't see any way, especially in your playoffs. Mm. It's a, not that, but it's Deshaun Kaiser throwing the ball. That's not going to be the say case. say you're not going to play him in your playoffs. So what if the next two weeks he goes off for 150 yards each week? You can't... I mean, I could see us... I could see you possibly going, maybe I don't play him next week because that could have been a Okay, fluke. fair. Uh, but then two weeks in a row of over 100 yards and... You, you got to go. All right, throw this, him in the flex. He's truth now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Because I mean, if he goes off for 150 yards for the next two weeks, he'll have about as much production as Amari Cooper had all year. Boom! Have more. Oh. Um. Anyways, Carl, what do so, we have yeah, next? <laughs> uh, moving on. Um. So Jimmy Garoppolo has been named the starting quarterback in San Francisco, bringing the end of the reign. Of uh, CJ beat hard, which uh, makes me he very upset. He did get beat hard, and he also did. he beat one team hard. He did. He beat the Giants, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yes, well, we Shane will get Shane, Shane. I think Shane wants to talk. Shane all hasn't about stopped that. talking about it. Um, speaking of beat hard, uh, yeah. Speaking of beat oh, hard, uh, Michael Crabtree and Akeem Talib are only suspended for one game. Didn't think you were going there, did you, Zach? Just go on, Carl. It worked though. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was originally two, and they uh, they appealed and dropped it down to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they deserve it. I, oh yeah, yeah. I oh, didn't. Yeah, that was a brawl. I didn't see the I didn't see the fight because I was like, oh great, another fight. But one thing I did hear that was kind of crazy is that Akib Talib ripped off Michael Crabtree's helmet and then threw it at his face. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> They, That's, do, they do not like Crab each other. Crabtree claimed that he uh, taped his necklace down this time, his chain down. And it still got he, ripped and, off. And Tlaib still went for it and ripped it off. Because Tlaib is Tlaib's a dick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's probably both of them. It's, it's, I'm definitely not saying that one's right and one's wrong. But Tlaib is a known asshole. Not Sorry, wrong. Kyle. Um, but he, he's, just, he's a known guy to get under skin, and that, that's how he plays. Mm-hmm. I'm not condoning what either guy did, but I mean, if I were to say there's an instigator, it, it's probably to lead. Yeah. If I were to say there was a regulator, it's probably Warren G. <sighs> or John. All right. So that brings us to our final bit of quick outs. And Shane, I will let you do the honors. This could oh, be a while. So sweet. Oh, I feel so good right now. So I was at work and I was having not a great day. Let's just—I'm just gonna give you a little background on this one. 
and then I just I, I get an alert across my phone and the alert is attached to a tweet and I'll just I'll just tell you what the tweet says it says wow Giants release says that Eli Manning was given option to start to keep his 210 start streak alive before giving away quickly to young guys Eli declined. Geno Smith will start for the Giants this week with Eli Manning declining option to start. Oh. So what that tweet says is that they said, hey, Eli, so you can start the game. We're pulling you, though. You you get one play and then you're out. And, uh, man, it just, it feels right. Yeah, you are just the happiest man on earth. I'm, I, I feel so good. <laughs> Uh, so Geno Smith is is going to start for the Giants this week uh, to go up against Oakland. That was shorter than I thought it'd be. Yeah, actually, <laughs> and uh, dates like that. Um, and Eli gosh, is going know. to try to grow his hair out very quickly so he can become clipboard clipboard Jesus. Uh, but more likely, he'll just be a whiny guy on the sideline. Um, he'll never be Charlie just Whitehurst. Staring down, he'll just stare south. He will just stare south and this be and hope that Coughlin can hear his his pleas. Oh my god, he's going to Jacksonville next he's year. He's going to Jacksonville next year. Eli's going to Jacksonville. If he plays. That's true. I, I mean, mean there it, this could be this could literally be the end of Eli. That I oh, Damn it. So yes, it could. That would be so nice. But so, my thought is that Jacksonville drafts another young quarterback. Uh, they also signed Eli so that they can sit the young quarterback a season to two seasons behind Eli. I actually saw one recent mock draft just getting sidetracked here because we don't really have like a super main topic, but I saw Spoilers, a recent mock draft. Off, guys. <laughs> yeah. I saw a recent mock draft that had Lamar Jackson going yeah. to Jacksonville. I saw yeah, that, I, I saw, saw that, that too. too. I was like, huh, interesting. I don't okay. hate it. I don't hate it I don't it hate it either. He can make... He, but he's he got to put on some weight. He's got he to put does. on some muscle. He's <laughs> not a guy that you start year one. No, oh god, no. You've got to, you've got to have him uh, sit behind somebody. Which then it would be perfect for them to sign Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. I mean, Are you saying Eli Manning would be a good influence on another quarterback? No, I have, I no. It's just he's somebody for uh, the young quarterback to sit behind. I oh, think that the young quarterback couldn't learn anything. I think the young quarterback's already a better quarterback than Eli Manning's ever been. Um, I think Eli Manning uh, is terrible. I think he's I think he's a horrible quarterback. I think that uh, the fact that he had an offensive line for years that actually blocked for him uh, made him seem better than he was. If you put him behind a line that was a little bit lesser, if he was behind Cleveland's offensive line, he would never make a play. He would never do anything. He'd be out faster than Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, he still won two Super Bowls. So I'm trying to figure out who's going to be madder when said player gets into the NFL Hall of Fame, you with Randy Moss before Terrell Owens, Zach, or you and Eli Manning? He doesn't in. belong in the Hall of Fame. Two Super oh, Zero. I want to be here. Winning when... Super Bowls does not be, guarantee you a Hall of Fame. Is every Super Bowl winning player in the Hall of Fame? No, uh, but he's no, won but two of them. He's won is two every of them. player that's won two Super Bowls in he the Hall of Fame the most... on every team in every position? He is playing the position that is most important in the NFL. And if he's Joe won... Flacco hold on, hold on. won another Super Bowl, does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Oh. <laughs> Joe Flacco's elite, so of course. I'm elite! <laughs> um, but... Don't get me wrong. I don't like Eli Manning. I think he's a. I think he's a garbage quarterback. Yeah. Always did. I more just give you crap to give you crap about it. Same thing like you do with Amari Cooper. Or oh the yeah, 49ers. definitely. Um, but there is a case to be made for him to go into the Hall of Fame 
based on the quality of teams that he beat in those Super Bowls. And I'm sorry, Shane, but he did beat your Patriots. There is an argument that... What are you talking about? (laughs) The Patriots have never lost a Super Bowl. Okay. They're 5-0. Um... So that tells me that you understand what well, I'm saying. Well, the they've only lost the two different quarterbacks in all of those Super Bowl losses. That's not true. They've actually lost They've them. only lost to one quarterback. Oh, three. That's right. Jim McMahon. I yeah, forgot Jim about Jim McMahon. McMahon. Oh, Jim yep. McMahon, Jim Brett, McMahon Favre, Brett Favre, and, and some And future Lehman. NFL Hall No, he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I don't disagree. Give me, give I don't. Me, I don't disagree. Stats? Um, I do actually have some stats pulled up. All right, what's his career stats? Give, give me, give me. Uh, uh his career stats. So he has a career uh, eighty-three point eight um, passer rating. He has three hundred thirty-four TDs to two hundred twenty-two interceptions. He has over fifty thousand yards throwing. He has two Super Bowl rings, <laughs> and he has a completion percentage of about sixty percent. So. He's, he's so he's been a, a he's been a serviceable average. quarterback in the NFL with two rings. I'm pre- isn't the only multiple only the only quarterback who has won multiple Super Bowls not in the Hall of Fame Jim Plunkett. I'm pretty sure that's the only one who hasn't. Well, soon there'll be two because yes, because I think yeah, because Ken Stabler got it. We had and this through the trivia had, thing. Yeah, it was a part yeah. of the trivia question. Yep, it was one of the trivia questions. And I think it was Ken Stabler who we mm-hmm. were talking about at that point, but he got into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. Um. But I think we've spent enough time on Eli, unless, Shane, you want to get one last... Doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Okay. That's my that's that's my last... That's fair, and that's... that. I, that's, I don't hate that argument. I don't, I don't see how you can put him in just based on two rings alone. I, I mean, yes, the two rings help his case. I, I, I'll give you that. And if he gets in the Hall of Fame, it's going to be, you know, close to his last year eligibility kind of thing. <laughs> Um, where they'll be like, all right, let's throw him a bone here. Um, but I just I just don't think he belongs. I, I was saying earlier, though, I want to be here, or at least around, when Eli gets announced for the Hall of Fame, I want to be in the same room as Shane. Because I am going to want to see that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Eli Manning is currently seventh all-time in uh, passing yards. Sounds like a Hall of Fame start to me. Um. He is seventh all time in passing touchdowns. Sounds like a Hall of Fame resume to me. Um, uh, probably not passer rating. I'm guessing. No, probably not. Yeah, passer not rating. on passer rating. <laughs> no, What's the all time interceptions? Oh, please tell me it's seven. Passes intercepted. Uh, Brett Farr. He oh. is number eighteen. Wow, is he that low? I would have thought low. he was higher up. Uh, on that. Drew Brees is higher than him. By four, uh, Drew Brees. By, sorry. You know, I don't want to talk about this. Drew Brees anymore. has thrown three more touchdowns, and I will point out there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Hall of Famers ahead of him on the interceptions list. Doesn't belong in the. Hall How does it make you feel, Shane? I don't want to talk about this anymore. What's what are we doing now? Uh, her suds and duds review. Yeah, let's get to that. Let's get to let's stay, let's get out of the Eli Manning talk now. You know what? You know what? no, you can't ruin my happy. Eli Manning is sitting on the bench this week, guys. <laughs> Happiness back. Glad to see you again, Shane. Glad to be here. Kinda. Okay, so suds and or duds. I, you want me to just go over mine first? Yeah. All right. So I had my sud was Demarius Thomas. It should have been Sammy Watkins, but I called an audible. 
Uh, my stud was Demarius Thomas, who wound up with five catches for 16 yards. So anywhere from one to six points, depending on your scoring format, that's not going to get it done. No. For, for a guy who should have had, you know, with those five catches, should have had at least 50 yards. Uh, and then my dud was Larry Fitzgerald. And that one actually worked out pretty well for me because yeah, that one, so. he had three catches for 12 yards. He was targeted eight times and he only caught three of them. Because they have some phenomenal cornerbacks playing in Jacksonville. They do. They want, you know, Arizona won the game on a career-long 57-yard field goal by Phil Dawson, of all people. But it was it was a close game. You know who feels just so sweet right now, though, after that game? Blaine Gabbert. Right? <laughs> Beating the Jacksonville Revenge Jaguars. Game. And... I mean, depending on how he ends the season, kind of t- t- saying to uh, to Arians, hey, maybe I can be your guy next year. Well, Arians came out and said, if Carson Palmer doesn't play, Gabbert could be the starter yeah. next year. I mean... And- Blaine is a real American. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. It's, that is that's true. That's the best video on YouTube. <laughs> Find it. Find it now. Um, But one thing that you have to question, though, is... And I'm not saying that Blaine Gabbert's a good quarterback, but... Would things have been different if he had an actual coach? <laughs> in, in, instead of what he had in in Instead of Jack Del Rio. It, it, it's, it was Jack Del Rio that, had, that was his coach. Mm. When is the last time... You say that. He's got Derek Carr in Oakland. One year, Derek Carr has put up great numbers. One year. Look at him this year. Look at his rookie year. Look at his second year. He has put up great numbers one time, and he's put up good numbers before, but Derek Carr, I think, even though he was a second-round pick, had higher praise at the time than Blaine Gabber did as a 10th overall pick. I, I mean, I, I, I disagree when you say that one year he's had... I mean, yeah, he had... His passer rating 2015 was 91.1, 32 13, uh, 32 13 for a touchdown interception. Last year, after missing a couple games, he had 96.7, 28 to 6. And then this year, he's got a 91.5, 16 to 8. I mean, he's. Carr's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, he's maybe not elite. He's not Joe Flacco, but I, he's also young and could step up to that spot. I mean, yeah. especially since he's been since the end of last year and all of this season, he has been dealing with some wicked injuries and still putting up some decent numbers. No, I agree, but I guess cuz I'm saying that Blaine Gabbert's never really gotten a fair shake. I agree with that part of it. That that's kind um, of more what I'm getting at is that he's never gotten a fair shake. So, and we all know Bruce Arians was, is with quarterbacks. I think it was less so that Jack Del Rio was his coach than it was that he didn't have any kind of offensive line. In Jacksonville to prove himself. Um, I mean, when he played for San Fran, he looked decent in a couple of those games. Mm -hmm. Not great, I mean, but decent. Um, Serviceable. He beat Chicago with, what, a 50-yard run in overtime? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, I mean, I just... I I would like to see Gabbert succeed in Arizona, I guess is what I'm getting at. I would like to see him do well, be that team's quarterback, and actually be a competent quarterback. I can see that. Yep. All right, so let's go to the. Uh, have you guys guessed who the one that is in here is yet? Uh, let's go to Chris's uh, 
because oh. at the beginning I didn't tell them who it was. I thought you were talking to us. I was like, what are, What were we supposed to figure oh, out? I was talking to a podcast <laughs> land. I get it. I was talking to podcast land, Zach. Podcast I land. It. I got it. All right. So uh, Chris's sud was McKissick. Uh, Mr. J.D. McKissick. Who? Between four and eight points, if I remember correctly. Yep, he had four rushes for 22 yards. Then he also had four catches for 24 yards. So between four and eight points. Uh, you, no. It, it's it's below... A, it's at like that break I wouldn't even want him in either below league. average. It's below average in both leagues. Uh, yeah. In both uh, it, standard and, and PPR, I would say. Although, depending on your roster, let's say you had, I don't know, Kareem Hunt... Or Jordan Howard. The eight points probably didn't look too bad. Oh, boy. I am going to destroy you in fantasy this week. I am going to take such pleasure in wrecking you in two different leagues this week. Oh, that was good. Thank you, Carl. That was good. <laughs> it took me a second, but that was good. All right. No, I, I, it didn't take me it any, didn't take any, any, any time. time at all. All right, and then his dud was uh, Mr. Ken- Ken- Kenneth Stills. Kenny! He had three catches for 47 yards. Yep, so four to seven points. Um, good dud. Yeah, good so, dud. Yeah, good choice there. All right, um, I'll move on to my suds and duds. So um, my sud had a great game. He had 128 yards total. An Alstott day. He had one touchdown of... Sorry, I'm actually looking at Mike Allstott's second career 100-yard game, uh, <laughs> the, which, fun fact, was November 1st against the formerly 7-0 Vikings, bringing them to 7-1 in that fateful 1998 season. Uh, screw you, Gary Anderson. You still haunt my dreams. Um, no, Samaj P. Ryan was my uh, sud uh, this past week, and he had 100 yards rushing on 24 attempts, so a nice 4.2 average. Uh, he did not score a touchdown, but he also had three receptions for 30 yards, which, if I do the math right, that's 16 points PPR, guys. It is. That's a sud. That's a sud. You got one. I got one! You did it! Uh, my dad! Yeah, how'd, how'd, how'd Goff do? So, Goff went 28 for 43 for 354 yards and two TDs. But he threw an interception, and he lost three yards rushing. <laughs> when I was doing the math, he finished anywhere from 20 to 24 points, roughly. That's yeah, not that's, quite a dud. That's, you know, that's a guy I want starting at quarterback that week. Yep. Yeah, me too. I mean, what? I didn't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I kind of missed on that one. So, Shane, who were your suds and buds? So, my sud was Kareem Hunt, who had 11 carries for 17 yards. And one catch on one target for nine yards. They just, they don't want to give him the ball. It doesn't make any sense. 12 touches in a game. Yeah. I mean, and a 12 guy, touches and they lost to the Bills. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that's got 890 rushing yards this year on 184 attempts. Uh, I mean, I, I guess their idea is that he's a make or break kind of guy. So when he gets gains, he gets big ones. But I still don't dig that. I mean, give him the ball. Seriously, you're right. yeah. The last, the last, you know, five out of six games, they haven't given him the ball. And guess what happened? Those games, they've lost. Bow, bow. So that was a miss on on my part. But my dud was a Mister uh, Hyalai Jai. <laughs> oh, I want that beer. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. If anyone's listening in Florida, please send us Hyalai. 
So Ajayi had five rushes for 26 yards and then one catch for seven. So that is two to three points. Yep. Not good. That's, okay. a, that's a dud, if I, if I would say so. I, would I, agree. I, I do declare that is a dud. I do declare, Mr. Borgard. Is it uh, kind of ironic that, and I don't mean, I'm, don't this is not ripping on you, but isn't it ironic that your dud yeah, scored really do more than your sud? <laughs> you know what, Zach? I am. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna am roll going tonight. to rage on you this week in fantasy. I think I broke Carl. I'm crying. Like All right, so now it's time for me to <laughs> flip my lid <laughs> on the main topic. Oh my god! Which I believe we decided to kind of kind of stray away a little bit from fantasy this week on the topic. Um, we'll still probably talk about contributors on on these teams. Yeah. But really, the the big thing we're going to talk about is the playoff race. Which, in the which hopefully you made your playoffs in fantasy football. If not, I mean, I'm right there with you in a couple leagues. Um, and I'm not, though. Yeah, good for you. Um, you could still get eliminated this week. You know what? Week. You should shut your mouth and know your role. Boom! <laughs> ah. So we're actually looking at the NFL play, playoff race. Um, do we want to start AFC or NFC? Or, or just kind of give an overview and then... I think uh, let's start with AFC. Yeah, we can start with the AFC. Alphabetical. I like uh, it. Let's start with the West since we've already since we already kind of discussed it a little bit. I figured you want to start with the East. No, best for last. Okay. Oh. All right. So currently, the AFC West standings are as follows: uh, Kansas City is in the lead with a six and five record. I don't know how the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm staring at Shane. Who <laughs> are five and six in second? The Oakland Raiders, soon to be Los Angeles, are five and six, and then in fourth place are the Denver Broncos at three and eight. Now it should be noted that the Chargers have the tiebreaker over the Raiders. Yes, uh, the Chargers have the tiebreaker uh, because it's based on head-to-head win percentage, and they win the tiebreaker. Oh no, that just repeated itself. Never mind. <laughs> um, redundant. But yeah, so we yeah we did kind of touch on this earlier. I mean, we all think the Chargers are going to win this division. Yeah. Um, with that said, I've got uh, projections from Sportsline, which is a betting website. Uh, they've got the Chiefs at a seventy-six point nine percent chance to win the division. They're only one game ahead. <laughs> That's I- <laughs> well. Here, here's probably why. Um, let's look at the so Kansas City's remaining schedule is they face the Jets this week, Raiders at home. Chargers at home, Dolphins at home, and then they finish out the season at Denver. Plus, they've already beat the Chargers this season once, mm-hmm. so that means that they've currently have the tiebreaker over them. True. Um, they did lose to Oakland, but it's less likely that Oakland would be the one that ends up. Oh, what if it ended up being a three-way tie? And then they had the same record in division. I guess then it would go to the conference yeah, record. I'm sure, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. There's Russian, a lot of weird... Russian roulette? There's a lot of... I think it comes down to a coin toss at some point. I <laughs> the legitimately three, three-sided for coin. For the playoff? I re- legitimately think it comes wow. down to a coin toss if it goes down far enough. Um, and then Kansas... Oh, I just said Kansas City's. Uh, the Chargers' remaining schedule is the Browns, which is pretty soft. 
Uh, they face the Redskins, the Chiefs, the Jets, and the Raiders. So, I mean... All those teams are beatable. All those teams are beatable. I think Kansas City has the easier schedule. Yeah. I would I would say so, but I, I, the Chargers have been playing out of their minds. Exactly. Phillip Rivers is on probably the best run of his career right mm. now. Keenan Allen, too. So, yeah, Keenan yeah, Allen's, Allen's been... Going Which, oh no, Shane got another cheap wide receiver one. All he'd give up was Aaron Jones in a second. Aaron Jones, who might not be the starter next year now. Right. <sighs> Thieven. I swear your wide receiver luck is just wrong. It's incredible. Um, so Normally it's running back luck. It's just this year it seems my wide receiver I luck. wasn't going to make a joke. I already made enough jokes on you. Yeah. So this the AFC West may legitimately come down to... Who wins that week 15 match between the Chiefs and the Chargers? Yep. Yeah, well, it could even come down to week 17 at this point. I mean, honestly, they're all so close. It could come down to week 17. Right, especially if Oakland, you know, decides to show up for a little bit. Yeah, um, Chargers might be Broncos fans week 17. It's very, very yeah. possible. <laughs> all right. And uh, sadly thing enough, the Broncos still aren't out of it. At 3-8, and eight, losing seven in a row, the Broncos are still not out of it. They, they are considered a less than 1% chance. Oh, for sure. Make it, but yeah, no. But they're you're, not you're out right, of it. They're they not, not out of it. Uh, they need a lot to happen. Yeah, they would need a lot to happen, starting with winning out. But speaking right. of a lot to happen, let's head to the AFC North. Oh, uh, so the Browns finally got eliminated from playoff contention this week. Yep. Oh darn. Yep. Cincinnati eliminated them. All forty-seven things that had to fall just right <laughs> to make get them to make the playoffs did not fall that way, including them winning. Uh, they were eliminated actually on Thursday when the Cowboys lost to the Chargers. Oh, fun fact! Interesting. I don't know how that would have affected the Browns' playoff chances, but all right. Well, because their only chance to make the playoffs would have been a uh, wild card. Oh, and so they needed certain wins to fall into place for them okay. to make it. Gotcha. Yeah. And so moving up through the AFC North, it's actually this is more interesting than it seems. Cincinnati is sitting at five and six in third place. Um, which, after the start they had, I'm impressed that they're almost yeah. at 500. I mean, those yeah. first two games were terrible, for sure. Yeah, and then the I mean, the game against Green Bay, and like they, they were off to a pretty bad start. Mm-hmm. Um, so to come back to be 5-6 and six is pretty remarkable. At 6-5, and five, and currently in the sixth seed for the, for the uh, playoffs with the second wild card is the Baltimore Ravens at 6-5. and five. And then leading the division is the current number one seed, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers mm, at nine and two. Number two, number one. Are they really number they one? Are number I thought they were behind. They are one because they win a tiebreaker over New England based on win percentage in common games. Oh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Oh, okay. Because New sense. England lost to Kansas City. Pittsburgh beat Kansas City. I believe. Sense. So, well, who's New England's other loss? Uh, I think it's the Bills. Was it the Bills? No, Carolina. Sorry, it was Carolina. So, yeah, it would have to be the Steelers then, because I don't think... Okay. Or it'd have to yeah, be they the haven't Chiefs, even played Buffalo so. this year yet. This is their first time playing Buffalo this, this week. Huh. Mm. It's a trap. It's a trap. So, it's a tarp. So there's a legit chance that Cincinnati could make the playoffs still. Would, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we'll talk a little bit more about wild card here. In a minute, we're mm. just going to talk about the divisions to start out, then then finish yeah. up with the wild card. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, but yeah, the Steelers, I, they they've got uh, according to this projection, a ninety nine point two percent chance to make to win their division. 
uh, with 100% postseason. So they have clinched a postseason bid. Nice. Um, going forward, they face uh, the Bengals this week. Then they face the Ravens, the Patriots, which could be a game for, for, the, number one. for the number one overall. Which Mike Tomlin's already looking forward to that game. He's not even considering the fact that it's still three weeks away. Yeah. Right. He's, he's overlooking two divisional games <laughs> for that game. Um, it's a trap. And then they finish out the year against the Texans and then the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Which, boy, if I want to finish a season, that's how I want to do it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a great way to give your backup quarterback a time into the game. It's true. Eh, Landry Jones has had enough time. Landry Jones. I was trying to remember him the other day. Oh, thank you for that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. There's not much to say about that with the Steelers in that division. Um, Just the AFC in general. There's not a ton to say about the whole whole conference. The next division here, the AFC South. We've got a tie at the top. We do. With the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, with the two teams that uh, below it being the perennial powerhouse Indianapolis Colts, not for the last couple of years, but they were for a while, mm-hmm. yeah. and the Houston Texans, who won the division last year. Who were winning the division until Deshaun Watson got hurt. True. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, were they? I don't know, yeah, but they I, were going. They, I think they, they were, were going to They're on their way. I think they were on their way to winning it. Um, Tennessee currently has the uh, tiebreaker uh, based or with Jacksonville based on head-to-head win percentage. I think Jacksonville ends up winning this division. I agree. I uh, it's that's tough because it's a young team. I I don't see the the Titans don't have the power. I don't know how they're seven and four. I really don't. I could see them falling Ooh. out of the playoffs completely. Actually, the, it might be the Jags. The Jags have kind of a soft end of their schedule because they face the Colts. The Se- Seahawks is not soft, but then they face the Texans, the 49ers, and then they're at Tennessee. That sounds like five. that last game of the season might end up being for the yeah, division. That, yeah. that could be. Yeah. Which, Which is why they make these games. I was about to yeah. say, thank you. Go ahead, NFL, Carl. For, Go. Thank, thank you. NFL for making the last week of the season always be a divisional game. Yeah, no, it's smart. Mm-hmm. Like that has made things so much more exciting and so much more interesting um for week 17. Well, usually. Yeah. And so now now we go on to some, some uh, stupid division. AFC East, uh we've got the uh New England Patriots winning the division at 9 and 2. Uh like like you were saying they're number 2 seed right now. Uh they are currently projected 98.5% chance to win the division with the other 1.5 going to the Bills because the Bills do have two games against New England left. Yes, they do. If I they mean, were to win both of those games and New England somehow falters, yeah. they always play the Patriots tough. That's one that's, thing you can yeah, that's definitely very true. say about the Bills. They well, always mean, play the Patriots if tough. If we only factor those two games, the Bills would be, I mean, obviously there's other games involved, but 8-5 yeah. and five to 9-4 and four if the Bills win those two. Yeah. So I mean, it's then just, only one, it's game just one other you. game that the Patriots have to lose, and so yeah, um, and the Bills win. But I mean, the Patriots do make it look ridiculously easy. Um, whoever whoever they're playing against, I mean, even Week One took a second half comeback by Kansas City to win that game. Yeah, they were Patriots were ahead solidly throughout the whole game, except for at the in the last half. And the Patriots' defense has been surprisingly good. Yes. The last few weeks. Their, I mean, their overall season numbers are not reflective of how they've played in the past they, handful of weeks. The way that the Patriots defense has worked lately is that they give up all the yards in the world, but they don't let them score touchdowns. Yep. Uh, and that that's going to win for you. 
that's gonna win yeah. for you nine times out of ten um so yeah let's talk about the wild card in the afc now um so as of right now we've got the jacksonville jaguars and the baltimore ravens at seven and four and six and five respectively sitting in those spots but you have the you have the Chargers right in their heels. You have the Raiders right in their heels. You got the Buffalo, Buffalo the Bengals, tied the with the Ravens record wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Bills, the Bengals. I mean, there's this the wild card is a wide open race right now. It's not like there's you know, it's not like you have the Steelers at nine and two and the Ravens at eight and three and there's, the Ravens are you know have a massive lead. The teams, the only team that has a lead right now in the wild card spot is the Jaguars at seven to four, and they don't. They're only one game ahead. Yeah, there's six teams that could realistically get that spot. Yeah. With the, the Jags, Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Chargers, and Raiders. Yep. All have a chance at that spot. I that, mean... Like, I don't... That's why I personally... I mean, if you guys want to chat about it, that's probably fine, but there's it's too muddied right now to really... Well, I, I would say let's go predictions. Who, who do you okay. think? Um, For the two wild card spots? Yeah, I mean, assuming that we all said that the Chargers are most likely going to win the division... In the West, and then uh, two of us said the Jags, and one said the Titans for the for the South. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Ravens and the Jaguars, or the Ravens and the Titans, and I guess for the two wild card spots. Ah, uh, go ahead. Uh, I've got the Jags in on in the division. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Titans and the Chiefs. And yeah, I okay. know the Chiefs are kind of going downhill, but. Yeah, I think that they've still got a good shot to to take that wild card spot because the the Ravens' offense is bad. It is. It really is. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not good. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. I was gonna. I was thinking Buffalo might sneak in there, but man, they got two little, against the Pats, two against the hurt. Pats, two against the Dolphins, and one against the Colts. I mean, that's. So they've got they're gonna go what three, three four and two, two five and two five four and two four that's it's five games so, so I would think three, three and two, two. So probably three and two um I you know what I think they they might take one from the Patriots at like at Buffalo I, it's very possible it's, yeah yeah we we're talking I, even about with that. that I would say they're probably gonna go three and two though yeah because um, I think Miami takes one from them as well but I, oh really I would probably guess yeah I would wouldn't doubt that actually um so i would probably say i think like we said los angeles is gonna win uh the afc west so the chargers um and so kansas i'm looking kansas city and probably tennessee is the two uh, AC tennessee as well yep all right um do we see any changes with the one and two seed who do you think gets home field advantage throughout i'm a bad person to ask about this one yeah no i but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with shane I'm going to go with the team that is actually showing they can beat whoever they come across. Yeah. It took last second field goal to beat the Colts. And, and then it Packers. also took the last second field goal to beat the Aaron Rodgers Packers. Uh, Granted. And not only that, but you've got a team that apparently isn't focusing on their next matchup. They're focusing on the Patriots. They're not focusing on their next two matchups. Yeah, they're focusing on their third matchup from now. And then they're saying, oh, well, this is only probably going to be part one, which they're already saying they're going to meet him in the playoffs again. Right. Man, I I love Bell. I love Brown. But Tomlin, something is wrong. This guy needs to shut up, get his team in order, because 
remember, this is a quarterback. This is a quarterback-led team with Ben Roethlisberger that has come out and said, essentially, our locker room sucks. And all the players are in it for themselves. There's mm-hmm. no teammate camaraderie there. I Then you've got the Patriots, on the other hand. who Which are the definition who, of... Who, like, what a team should be. Gronk was afraid to talk about his touchdown celebration with Brandon Cooks because of Bill Belichick and the Patriots organization. Shane, you're looking at me kind of confused. No, I was. Oh. I, I just, I had something. I have something to say after you're done. So, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's the Patriots are going to win. The Patriots are going to get that number one seed. I have no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I agree, obviously. Yep. Um, the the big factor for me is the fact that they haven't given up more than seventeen points to a team since Carolina, their last loss against Carolina in Week Four. Yeah. I mean, their defense is showing up. Um, and yeah, seventeen points might seem like a lot of points to give, but they haven't scored less than nineteen this season. So yeah, right. And nineteen was their was their worst game by far. Um. I, I just I don't see Tom Brady looks like he's Tom Brady might be having the second best season yeah, of his career. Like I was gonna say the best season he's had since since the undefeated one. Yep. Uh it's although I mean the last few years Tom Brady has just looked T B twelve, baby. Maybe that works. T B twelve. It just it, it looks good. I, I I gotta say the Pats. Yeah, it's it's hard Clean to bet sweep. It, it's hard to bet against the team that has done it so many times over and over like clearly there's, there's a, system in, bleh, a system in place and it works yep I told I think, Shane last year during the Super Bowl when they were down 28-3 never count out Tom and Bill I was there I saw that yes I you were that. yeah because I was I had given <laughs> you, up you were out of it you were like yep done cool let's just enjoy the rest of the game and then little by little um, we all know what happened um so yeah, so we've got. Well, the other worry is it's just like you guys say with with Pittsburgh looking past the two teams, that the two teams they're looking past being Cincy and Baltimore. They're, they're in the playoff. They're next toughest te- toughest teams on their schedule. And I Pittsburgh mean, and Baltimore is ninety nine percent of the time that is a two point game, right? Like, yeah. And then Cincinnati Baltimore or Cincinnati Pittsburgh is always a bloodbath. Yes. Like, well, especially anytime you have Vontas perfect on the field, yeah, it's going right. to be a bloodbath. But right, can I just throw a flag for targeting right now? Yeah, like <laughs> it's two weeks out, and I'm already, like targeting. Yeah, um, so I mean, it's the next. This is the most obvious statement I'm ever going to make, but the next two weeks are really going to paint, you know, help us get a clear picture. Oh, of yeah. these playoffs. Oh yeah, no, for sure, it's going to be big. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if let's say hypothetically, because Pittsburgh's clearly looking past the Ravens and the Bengals, let's say they lose in their next two games. Then all of a sudden you've got the Steelers at 9-4, and four, and let's say the Ravens win their next two and the Ravens are 8-5. and five. They're only one game behind at that point. Yeah. It, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. Yeah, definitely. This is true. These are all true facts. All right. Do you guys want to move on to the NFC now, or does anybody else want nah, to we're done. AFC? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're done? Okay. Bye, everybody. Well, let's start with the obvious the obvious division in the NFC. Uh, the NFC East? Yeah, that'd be the one. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the NFC North. Oh, no. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty set. Su- set, but there are, I feel like there are more wild... Well, we'll get to it. I was only saying that because of where we live, Carl. It's true. I mean... I drink the purple Kool-Aid. Yes, so, you do. sitting at the bottom of 
the <laughs> AFC oh. of the NFC East. That's right. We've got the Geno New York Smith football le- Giants. The Geno Smith led. Geno Smith leading New York football Giants. They're going to win a couple games here. God, the season. I can't wait. Man, they are going to go out. They're going to beat Oakland. They're going to beat Dallas uh, Sons uh, Elliot. Elliot. Uh, they might beat Arizona. They they could go three and two to end the season and end up at a paltry five and eleven, Ooh, which would be good for about what the seventh or eighth say pick? seventh or eighth seventh pick. Eight, you know, right eight. where they should be. Gross. Oh man, I love it. God, that's great. Um. So yeah, uh, moving up the standings, we have the Washington R words. Uh, excuse me, Redskins at uh, five and six. The Dallas Cowboys at five and six, and then. The best team in the NFC? The, the best team in the NFL? I, I, I don't I, feel like I could argue that right now. Not right now. They I, are on a tear like, right now. They're not beating great teams, but they're beating them by a lot. Yeah, yeah they just won, what, 31-3 to or 34-6 to this past week? Yeah, against the Bears. But, like, well, but the Bears had been a solid defense. And the Bears have actually been in contention for a lot of games. Yeah. Bears beat I, the Steelers. Yeah, the Bears beat the Bears Steelers. almost beat the Falcons. Yes, they did. And they were one play away from beating the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, the That's Philly's it. biggest problem is that their best win this year is against Carolina. Week 6, 28-23. Um, then the Chargers, when the Chargers weren't playing well, is the next best win on the season. And beyond that, I mean, it's Washington twice... But it's, you you got to look it's at it's not great. It I mean this this week against Seattle is when we're going to actually see what Philly is. I yeah. don't think so. Seattle is a shell of their so a shell. Well, of then themselves. next week against LA, LA would be a good LA could be a good a good turn like that could whatever be whatever pre- you said earlier could be a preview of a playoff game. Yeah, well, yeah. just like the Minnesota. We're talking LA about the Rams, game. by the way. The LA Rams, not the LA Clippers. <laughs> um, who? But, God, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about the same thing a couple weeks ago with the Vikings and the Rams. Like, that was a let's see what they're made of kind of game, which we could have with the Rams and the Eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's And it's for both teams, too. It's not just for Goffer. It's not just for Wentz, which, funny enough, it's number one versus number two for the first time in their careers. Um, oh, yeah. So that'll be an interesting little subplot, but... No, I think that that could be a really good game. I mean, I what what's the Eagles' remaining schedule? Uh, the Eagles have the uh, Seattle, then the Rams, then the Giants, <laughs> and then Oakland, then Dallas. So they could it's it's they the, could win out. This is the toughest part of their schedule, and they could win out. They could. They could. I mean, they very well could. I could see them beating all all five of those teams. Mm-hmm. I think I I see. Like two, maybe losses. I see maybe one. I I see two at the most. You can never count out a divisional game in the NFL. You can't ever count those out. But I think the Eagles could win out. Well, the Philly game too. Uh, the Philly game, the, Philly the game. Cowboys game. I was looking at Cowboys. Um, I they, they'll have Zeke back, for and that they one. will probably be looking to spoil spoil some Eagles. You know. Kind of kill the momentum a little bit, but also, say. I mean, that is the last game of the season, and they've already clinched uh, the division. Yeah, yeah. So I that mean, is by true. That, by that point, it just depends on what their record is versus the Vikings or the Rams' record. 
or the Saints mm-hmm. or the Panthers. There's a lot of there's a lot of eight, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC this yeah. year. Um, this I mean, wild card picture is going to be even more muddied than the AFC one. It, it's going to be it, as much as no, you think. I, I think it's going to be less. Um, and I'll explain why later. Um, let's move to. Should we move to the NFC North then? There's only four teams that really can hit the wild card. Um, yeah, let's let's go to the North. Uh, so the Minnesota Vikings are sitting on top at nine and two. Skull Vikings. Um, they also have uh, nice tiebreakers against the Rams and the Saints from beating them yes, both early do. this year. Um, so they have a even if they tie with either of those two teams, they still have a nice. Um, they have a nice tiebreaker. They're in the they're in the the driver's seat right now for the two slot. But man, they got a meat grinder coming up because they have at Atlanta at Carolina, um, which that could be a spoiler for them too because it could be Carolina is the the team that takes the two slot from them. It could be um, depending on obviously how things shake out. But um, so it's uh, Carolina. Oh yeah, the Falcons, Panthers. Then they go. They face the Bengals at home. Uh, then they're at Lambeau, and then against a Bears team, which the Bears always they would love to spoil. The Bears always worry me for some reason, and like the it's because it's a division game. It's a division game. That's the it. The Bears always end up splitting with the splitting with the Vikings it's because that defense can play well, and plus, then you've got the end of the season, and we'll see how uh, Mitchell the Mitchell is playing at the end of the year. Sorry, Kyle. We all had to do it at some yeah. point. <laughs> Whatever. He, he's already putting the NSFW on this, so. Um, so the yeah the Vikings have a tough schedule. If they can make if they can make it past these next two games with wins, that's I mean they have at least the number two spot. They are pretty much guaranteeing themselves the number yeah. two spot. It'd be very hard for them not to not to cinch in that that seed. Mm-hmm. And they have a legitimate they have a legitimate chance of being the first NFL team to play a home game in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. I know the Saints had a chance a few years ago, but I mean, this is... The Cowboys had a chance last year. Did Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they didn't do it. (laughs) Thanks to an NFC North team. It's true. Yeah, so in this one, uh, the Bears are eliminated from any kind of contention. Um, Um, The Lions and Packers both have less than 1% chance of the division, but both have sort of a chance at postseason. Packers, not so much. The Lions, more so than you think. The Packers are more lucky than anything because they have they have the tiebreaker with the other um, three, five, and six teams in the NFC. So I would say the Packers have probably the best shot. Out of yeah, but it's still pretty pretty it, oh, small. It, it's like they need a lot. A lot needs to happen. They they might need a lot to end five hundred this year. Well, it, we're gonna get to another one of the other divisions. I mean, that other division could have both of the wild card spots. I yeah. I think they probably will. Um, barring, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk this about in the wild card it. area. Yeah. All right, so we're moving from the north. Do we want to move to the west or the south? Let's go to the west and get over this. Get this bashing over with. Sounds good. Um, so the uh, only team eliminated from playoff contention in this division. Yep. Uh, hey, at least you're not the Browns. At least you have a win, but you don't get the number one overall pick. Uh, the San Francisco. I'm rooting for you, though. Football 49ers um, are sitting at one and ten, but hey, you gotta win, and you're starting Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Give Jimmy me a wide G receiver, fund. then I'll get excited. <laughs> well, we'll see. 
All right. Uh, Cardinals are in third slot there at five and six. Still technically in the playoff race, but mm-hmm. it's not little, not really though. It's a little dicey with uh, Blaine, the real American, Gabbert, uh, starting at their quarterback position. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are seven and four. Um, they're kind of in control of their own destiny. They need to win out. They have to, yeah they yeah and they got a tough schedule. Yeah, and they have a tough they have a terrible team. I mean, let's be honest. The reason they are seven and four is because of Russell Wilson, who is a cumu- or who is accounting for eighty six percent of their offensive yardage output. Yeah, eighty six percent. He is their running game. He is their passing game. He can't play defense, and half their defense is injured. Yeah, half, half the they're lead. down Cam Chancellor for the year on IR. Maybe even his career. They're saying um, they're down Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman, and they're down Cliff Averill. Those are three of their key cogs on that defensive unit that are not playing for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's the Legion be, of Boom is not the Legion of Boom right now. I nope. think the Legion of Boom is done. Done. It's doomed. The Legion of Boom is the, the Legion, Legion, Legion of Dud. Legion of Dun. Legion of Dud. No, Legion well, of Sud. Legion of Sud. If it, if it doesn't boom, it's probably a dud. So Legion of Dud. If it doesn't boom, it's probably doom. Doomed. Um, I was trying to figure out how to make that work. Yeah, I know. I was trying so to, I just say to, it. Give yeah. it away. All right. <laughs> and then the top of the NFC West is the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim. Oh, St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, they're sitting at 8-3. and three. Uh, They've they had a very good win this past week against New Orleans. Uh, which close game. It was a very close game. So they have a they have a tiebreaker on New Orleans. They did lose to Minnesota earlier in the year. Um, so they you know even if they tie with Minnesota, Minnesota still has the advantage there. Um, there's no way Seattle catches up to L. A. Right? No, well, they're only a game behind. Right. Seattle's got uh, plays L. A. in Week 15, and the, um, Seattle but- has that tiebreaker too between L. A. and Seattle. Because Seattle beat the Rams earlier this year, that was Jared Goff's worst game. Oh yeah. So if they win, if they win 16, both 10. of those games, then they've got then they've got a good chance. Yes. But yeah. But I mm. I don't see them being long in the playoffs. They can't run the ball and they can't play defense. How are you going to win? Uh. So the South now that let's the, at the bottom we've got the this Bucks. one's fun. This um, is they're wide not, open. They're not eating many W's this year. Um. They're sitting at four and seven. <laughs> Um, crab legs. You meant crab legs. They're the same thing. Really. Although it's hard to steal either of them. Um, so yes, it is in third place at an abysmal seven and four. You've got the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, at in second place at eight and three, you've got the Panthers, and in first at eight and three, you've got the Saints. Um, the thing about this is that one of these two teams at one of these three teams at least has got to implode on themselves with the record. Who knows? Because they could all break at, even. Atlanta's playing New Orleans twice and Minnesota and Carolina. Oh, wow. Carolina's oh. got New Orleans, Minnesota, Atlanta. Uh, and then the other the other two are well. The other one for Atlanta is uh, Tampa Bay, so that's they're fine there. Uh, the other two for Carolina is Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Uh, and then the Saints, as I said before, tw- twice with Atlanta, 
once with Carolina. Then they've got the Jets and Tampa Bay. So technically, looking at that, they've got the easiest schedule going out yeah. the rest of the year. What, I would I would give the Jets the nod over Green Bay when it comes to easiness. I'm. I, yeah. I, I kind of want to interrupt our regularly scheduled programming because I would feel remiss to not mention the game that Julio Jones just had this last week against the Bucks. Oh, yeah. What? 250 50. yards and two touchdowns. He scored, and I know I sent this out to you guys, in our in our Dynasty Federa- Football Federation League, Julio Jones scored 50 points in full-point PPR. Chris's opponent, who had Julio Jones, the rest of his team scored 47 Julio Jones by himself beat Chris's opponent this last week. Yeah, that was that's that nuts. That yeah. was insane. That is insane. Um, Good on you, Chris. Yeah, that. <laughs> so with with the AFC or with the NFC South having that big of a meat grinder, maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Packers have a shot at getting a wild card spot. I don't think they do. I think the Lions do. And I was going to bring that up in the wild card section, and I'll talk about their schedule once we do that. Okay, cool. Um, I think looking at that, I, I would say that we're looking at top four seeds, Eagles, then Vikings, then Saints, then Rams. I think that's how it's going to end up shaking out. Um, not that the th- third or fourth seed really matters that much in the scheme of things, but Kind of. I mean, it makes a difference for the home playoff game. and Yeah, but it's not really as, as big because, I mean, then you've got to beat the one or two seed. And I yeah. get that. But um, I, I, I think, I think e- to me, the, the four, the four non-wildcard well, seeds are... Well, just go by your division winners. Eagles, Vikings, Saints, Rams. Yeah, you don't have to go seeds one through four. You can just go by division winners because I would probably... Not even probably. I, I do agree with you that I think those are the teams. Even though the Saints lost this last week, they they still looked good. Uh, Mark Ingram had a down game, but Alvin Kamara stepped up where Mark Ingram was down. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas had a bad game, but other players stepped up where he wasn't around, except for Kobe Fleener, who didn't know if you guys know this, but he had his fifth career concussion this past week. Oh, already? That's five, yeah. wow. Jeez. Five career concussions so far for Fleener. Um, which, yeah, it's not good, but... I mean, the, the Saints have been playing well all year. They need to get Lattimore back, who a lot of people are saying is not only the best rookie corner, but he's a top five NFL corner right now with the way he's playing. He's That's playing. high praise. Fact. Um, so you got to get him back healthy. The offensive line has been pretty healthy all year. Breeze is always playing. And then you got to get that. You got to keep feeding that backfield. You know, don't. It's not like years past where the team had to lean on Breeze's arm. They're leaning on Ingram and Kamara's legs right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you know what a good strategy is to go into the playoffs? Having a solid running game. Solid running game and good defense. Yep. That's weird. Weird how that yeah. that pans out. Um, but making it three for three, I think it's uh, Philly, Minnesota, Los Angeles, and you guys said New Orleans, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, New Orleans. I just don't think, I don't think Cam Newton can, can lead that team. Those Panthers in tough situations. Yeah, I, I mean, I still think they might make the playoffs, but I don't. see Yeah, them. making the playoffs, sure, but I would say I would put them in that wild card consideration. I wouldn't put them in the yeah. In so the division. So lead. let's talk about the wild card then. Um, there are one, two, three, four. Counting the five and six teams, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight teams that could make the wild card. <laughs> I would say that there's four teams that could make the wild card, in my opinion. Um, 
I, I don't think I don't think Green Bay brings back Aaron Rodgers this season. Not not with where they're at, how they've been playing. Um, yes, they had a kind of return to form game last week, and it's possible they could beat beat Tampa Bay, but they've still got to beat Carolina, Minnesota, and Detroit, and they pretty much have to win out. Yeah, uh, to they also face the Browns in that. Yeah, but they they've got they've got to win out to make the playoffs. Yeah, right. At this point. And I don't see them them doing that. I, I think they'd rather just keep Aaron Rodgers on the shelf and make sure he's fully healthy for next year. If he's um, still with the team. Yep. Cowboys, I think, are going to lose some. Redskins are going to lose some. Cardinals are going to lose some. Now, with that said, with, I, I, I bring up the Lions. They're less, le- this year, they haven't lost to a team that has less than seven wins. Huh. Um, their remaining schedule is the easiest in the NFL. They've got Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Cincinnati, Green Bay. And yes, Baltimore and Cincinnati are both vying for a playoff spot in the a- AFC. And they're um, both still good teams. But the AFC is definitely not what the NFC is right now. Yeah, but like what I said no. before, with Atlanta in front of them with Minnesota, New Orleans twice in Carolina, and then Carolina in front of them with New Orleans, Minnesota, and Atlanta, and Seahawks in front of them with uh, Philly, Jacksonville, the Ra- and the Rams... I mean, yeah, that strength of schedule, I think Detroit's got a really good shot to, to sneak in and take that six seed still. Yeah. Um, with that said, the Falcons do have tiebreaker over Detroit because the Falcons are, are the worst team to beat them this year, being that one seven-win team. Everybody else's eight wins or more. Mm. Um, I, I just I, I think that it's possible that Detroit, it's going to, my prediction is Carolina and Detroit. I got to go with both the guys in the NFC South right now. I got to go with Carolina and Atlanta. I just think it's too, it's so hard with, with the fact that they're all playing each other at the end of the year for for all three well, of those teams. We saw the same out. things happen multiple times though in the AFC North. It's true. No, we that's we true. saw the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Steelers all make the playoffs multiple years together. No, I, I agree with that. I, I just don't. They they've all got so many games left with each other though this year. Yeah, no, I get that. That is is why I have trouble with that. But no, I can see why you're going there. Yeah, look at looking at the schedules. I I kind of have to go with. I think it's going to be Detroit, and I think it's going to be Carolina. As my as my go with two. Detroit too. Yeah. Oh. Um. Just I mean, Atlanta's got a friggin' meat grinder. I don't have faith in Seattle's team really <laughs> yeah I don't have faith in that defense yeah it's I mean that team is very one dimensional right now and it's n- not even like no yeah no so yeah and with Atlanta god that is a horrible last five games yeah they've they've got it rough man yeah that's that's uh that's no good man Merry Christmas happy December you get to face yeah Three playoff teams, four times. Jeez, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Anything? Anyone else have anything left for the playoff primer, premier primer? No. Premium. I'm good there. Um. All right. So let's get to our suds and duds. Cool. All right. Carl or Shane, one of you guys want to start? Uh, um, I can I can get us started here. Unless. No, you're good. Cool. Oh, okay, look. So, looking at this is week thirteen of the NFL football season. Um, I'm looking for a solid player who's going to give me, you know, who's just starting to come into his own, who's you know starting to hit a stride, 
you know, getting a good rapport with this quarterback. My son is going to be Robbie Anderson, uh, wide receiver for the New York Football Jets. Um, Anderson, I like it. Robbie Anderson. Um, he had two touchdowns last week. Um, it's showing that him and McCown have a very nice uh, rapport going right now. And they're facing the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been, if nothing else, beatable the past six yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, since starting 5-0, and they're the Vikings of last year. I mean, when the Vikings went 5-0 and and then collapsed, and um, I don't even think they got 500. Like, I mean, it was... They're doing the exact same thing. People are calling for Alex Smith's head. They they don't have an offense. I, yeah, people were calling for Mahomes to start. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense has not been what it should be. Um, yeah, I, I, although that defense was outplaying their coverage. I mean, the fact that Eric Berry went down in the very first game and they were still able to play that well for a while—that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, was was I mean, good on them. But I mean, people that they they got they got learned. Yeah, did, they got learned. Did we ever talk about Darrell Revis getting signed? I don't think we did. Darrell no, Revis no, got signed this week. He got signed by the Chiefs. By the Chiefs, because they realized, hey, we could still have a chance to make the playoffs, and teams just keep throwing to this side of the field. So let's put someone over there who can actually do their job. Uh, Dwight Freeney also got released by the Seahawks and then signed by the Lions. Yes, That's he did. Right. In four ga- he only played four games with the Seahawks. And those and he had four, four games, sacks. I thought he had six sacks. He had one game where he had three, and then he had uh, one in each game after that, I thought. Oh, I might have I misread that, though. And he was uh, he was apparently, at, uh, Pro Football Focus had, them, had him down as the um, number one uh, defensive lineman on their team for, for uh, uh, pressure and, no, for pressure and production. Oh, yeah. yeah. For quarterback pressures and everything, and they released him for some reason. Yeah, I thought that at the time reading that too, I thought that was really weird that they had cut him. Like, you're going to cut your guy who's leading your team in sacks? Yeah, no, it was super odd. And Caldwell was like, "No, yeah, we'll take him." Yeah. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. Um, moving on to my dud this week, I'm going with a guy who's had a very solid few weeks, and I'm going with uh, Marvin Jones Jr. uh, for the Detroit Lions going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Baltimore has had a very good defense this year. Um, yeah. It's shown week in and week out. They have three shutouts on the year. Granted, not against great teams, but um, they—they're a playoff. <laughs> They're—they are a team in playoff contention, and I think they're going to play like that. Marvin yep. Jones has to come back down to earth at some point. Um, I'm a little doing this a little bit out of spite because I have both him and Golden Tate in one of my leagues, and oh. I definitely started Golden Tate over him. Against oh. the Vikings being like, oh, he's against Xavier Rhodes. It'll be fine. No, that was no. a terrible choice. 22 points sitting right on my bench. I'm um, sorry, Carl. It's all right. Um, I, I guess I just don't have that much faith in Marvin Jones. Um, and I think Baltimore shuts him down. He's been he's been a little streaky this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's touched- Of late, he's played better. I mean, he had, that, he had a down week two weeks ago, and... Um, or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then you know, last two weeks he's come back and last week played he's, well. He, last week he scored a touchdown when there were twelve men on the defense, two people covering him. Yep, <laughs> two people the were extra covering man him. on the field was on him, yep. and he still scored. <laughs> yeah, he made it. It was a brilliant play, and I got to give you credit, Shane, for that call because you're the one that said last week, "Would you play Fitz or Marvin Jones?" And you were one hundred percent right. Yeah, thanks. I felt I felt good about Marvin Jones. Uh, I although 
one of the reasons why I felt good about him was I did not think uh, Xavier Rhodes was going to be on him, and he was he was on right. him the entire game, and yeah. he still played well. Yes, so very that shocked well. me. So yeah, those are my suds and duds. All right, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll go to mine here. Okay, so I'm going to start with my dud. Uh, my dud is going to be uh, Demarco Murray. So Demarco Murray is an incredibly touchdown dependent uh, running back. Uh, especially the last few weeks. He has not put up a lot of yards, but whenever he scores a touchdown, he is starter. And I would say that most people that own DeMarco Murray are probably still starting in most weeks. Mm-hmm. I would sit him. I would completely sit him. If I had him on my, on my team and I had a viable, and I had two good running backs and three good wide receivers or vice versa other than him, I'd be sitting him. If I had Robbie Anderson sitting on my bench and I was able to switch him out for that, that flex spot, I'd be sitting DeMarco Murray. Yeah. He is playing Houston, which I know sounds like a team that you'd want a uh, want to play running back against. Houston has uh, only given up five touchdowns to running backs this year, and they've barely given over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, running backs are averaging 3.8 yards per carry, and they have a long of 34 yards against them. Oh, wow. Jeez. Houston is good against the run. Uh, so I think it would be really tough for DeMarco Murray to really get much going. Houston, um, we don't have a problem. Well, they do on offense. They got a little bit of a problem. Um, I think if any if any player on the Titans is going to rush for a touchdown, it's going to be Mariota uh, on Sunday. Okay. Uh, with hmm. that said, my sud <laughs> is Geno Smith. <laughs> Oh, how happy. Oh, how, my God. You don't even need reasoning. No. You... We're going to just leave it at that. No, I've got reason, though. He's, oh, I've actually got good reason for it. So, Geno Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Geno Smith is stepping in as starting quarterback for the New York football Giants. Oh, I'm so happy to say this. And Eli Manning sitting on the bench. Okay. And they are playing the Oakland Raiders. So, the Oakland Raiders... Uh, they are what we call bad against the pass. So quarterbacks have 110 rating against them this season. They have a, a 19 touchdowns to guess how many interceptions they've had this year. The Raiders? Yeah. I can tell you exactly that number, and that number is one. That is exactly right. 19 touchdowns to one pick. Um, Given up uh, about 255 yards a game. I... I just I feel like Geno Smith is a startable quarterback. You know what? I might go out and pick him up in every league that I have. Do it. And start him this week. Do it. Wow. Because I'm playing you in two of those leagues. Do it. Come on, Shane. Show the Do truth it. of your convictions. Do it. Do it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him up in one of my leagues and start him. That's not against me because I've already destroyed Shane enough tonight. Um <laughs> Alright, are you done with your Geno Smith praise? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Eli Manning sitting. Uh, Eli is terrible. Eli's on the bench. Um, Eli cries. Uh, Eli crying. Um, uh, Eli sucks. Uh, yeah, no, I'm done. Okay. Uh, so going on to my suds and duds, we're going to continue the quarterback run here. My sud is going to be Philip Rivers. Uh, he plays the Cleveland Browns this week who have been awful against the pass all year, even though they've been good against the run, they've been awful against the pass. In in Phillip Rivers' last three games against Jacksonville, Buffalo, and Dallas, 
he has thrown for seven touchdowns to one interception in that time in that time span. He's thrown for 235 yards against Jacksonville, which is 70 yards above their gate per game average this year so far. He threw for 251 against the Bills, and he threw for 434 yards against Dallas on Thanksgiving midday. He torched them. He had he had 250 yards by half, which is insane. So he, he's going to continue this. Keenan Allen's on a hot streak. Hunter Henry's on a hot streak. Right now, play your Chargers, whoever they are. Even if you have Austin Eckler, I would consider him in a flex spot because of the pass-catching big playability out of that backfield. And we all know that Cleveland really does just suck in general. So going on to my dud in a game that was already mentioned, my dud is going to be Derek Carr. Uh, it was initially going to be uh, Amari Cooper, but we already kind of established that a while back. And he's just kind of a perma-dud at this point. Um, but Derek Carr, you lose Cooper, you lose Crabtree, your top guy is going to be Jared Cook and Seth Roberts. There's little semblance of a running game with Marshawn Lynch. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't look like a good, it's going to be a good game for Derek Carr. So call it a gut feeling, but I just, I think he's going to be, a, he's, you're not going to want to start him this week. I can dig that. Yeah. I like it. All right. Are we ready, sir, for some fun facts before we close out the night? Well, we, we've got to play the theme song. All right. Are we ready for this? I didn't. Yeah. This could be a while. is done. Zach's got some stuff to tell us. Eli is done. Zach's got some stuff to tell us. Sing it with me now. Eli is done. Zach's got some stuff to tell us. He's in the corner. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. I never know when your theme songs are going to end because they change every week. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> they, they don't change. It's been the same thing the whole year. It's just like every time we um, flip the top on a new <laughs> on a new topic. Bust a t- bust cap. No, flip, flip my lid. Was flip his lid. <laughs> um. So I've got uh, one non quarterback that has a better career right now than Eli Manning as far as throwing goes. Oh, oh, yeah, I know this one. Mohamed Sanu <laughs> has a perfect one hundred and fifty eight point three career passer rating. He is right now six for six for 228 yards and three touchdowns in his career. Wow. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. You want to know what's another kind of addition to that is I watched the NFL.com highlights of it today, of mm-hmm. all of his throws. Only one of them was under center. Under center. The rest of them were wide receiver screens. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I just thought was that this was... this week's under center, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, this last one was his only one that was actually under center. And he dropped a dime. Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, he, my God. That it was a nice. sweet pass. It, Julio barely had to adjust that ball. Right. Um, there, I kept on hearing a bunch of jokes today that the uh, the Cleveland Browns were going to be trying to trade for Muhammad Sanu to play at cornerback. Or quarterback, I should say. They should, at yeah. this rate. Be better quarterback than what they got. Not wrong. The Packers have not won in Pittsburgh since week 12 of 1970. The two quarterbacks in that game were Bart Starr and Terry Bradshaw. That was the last time that the Packers won at Heinz Field. Well, oh. in Pittsburgh. Oh, and, uh, yeah, in Pittsburgh, I should say. 
You're right. Huh. How about that? That's... Been a while. How about that? All right. I thought you were going to say something, and then you looked at Shane, so that's why I waited. I thought Um, he was going to say something, that's why I looked over. Gotcha. The Browns... I thought I was going to say something, but then I didn't. (laughs) The Browns have started 0-11 for the second straight year. They are the second team since the 1970 merger to do that. Who was the other team? Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You are correct. I actually knew that one, too. I think they lost, like, their first, like, 15... Or was it... Their first, like, 25 games, something like that? It was insane. Do you know who their quarterback was? Vinny Testaverde? It wasn't Vinny Testaverde? Well, at one point, I think it was. Steve Young. At one point, it was Steve Young. At one point. Well, I guess But their first seasons were 76 and 77, so... Was it? Because that was Vinny Testaverde would have still been playing in '76. Yeah, dude played for. That, that's why I said Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I went with that in the first place. Yeah. Um. All right. So the next one we have here is Alvin Kamara. Right now is averaging a eight point one yards per touch on hundred and twenty three touches this year. No running back in the last twenty five years has averaged eight plus yards per play on hundred touches. So if he keeps up this pace, he will set a record for most yards per touch in the NFL in the history of the NFL in one season. It's insane. Oh, this one's kind of sad. Uh, the oh. Bears had zero first downs in the first half versus the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. They're the first team to have zero first downs in the first half of a game since the Chiefs failed to do that against the Raiders in 2012. Was that the year that they didn't score any? Passing touchdowns. 2012, probably. That was pr- roughly. That was probably that. that was yeah, that was probably that. that. Um, the Titans and the Jaguars are the only teams with six plus sacks in a single half this year. Both instances were instances were against the Colts. <laughs> we got a couple more here, and then we'll be done here. So, Robbie Anderson has had a receiving touchdown in five straight games, which is currently the longest active streak in the NFL. It's going to be six. It's going to be six. <laughs> uh, this one just is its gross. Since 2011, no player has had more rushing touchdowns in the red zone than Cam Newton, who has 51. The only other two players that have more than 40 are Lynch and DeMarco Murray. Huh. Since when? Since 2011. Whoa. Wow. Cam Newton has 51 rushing touchdowns in the red zone. Since 2011. Wow. <laughs> uh, this one's shout out to Shane. Rob Gronkowski leads all active, all players in receiving touchdowns since entering the league in 2010. He has had 74 despite missing 25 games in that time. Yes, he did. All right. And then the all last right, one. All right, all right. Last one we'll have here for nice. today is, is nice. for Shane. And now it's for Carla as well. Small J.P. Ryan has rushed for 100 yards in back-to-back games. No Redskins running backs did that in weeks 1 through 10. No running back had 100 yards rushing besides P. Ryan. Mike Allstott's done that. Suck it. <laughs> By the way, the uh, the starting quarterback for, for the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks was Steve Spurrier. Oh, jeez. Ooh, I like that one. I actually do have one because this is kind of a milestone here. Uh, one last one is that Adam Thielen is the first Vikings receiver since Sidney Rice in 2009, 2009 
to have a thousand yards for the Vikings. When he had the old gunslinger thrown to him. Yep, and then Rice stole about what forty-five million dollars from Seattle. Yeah, roughly. <laughs> Minnesota uh, wide receivers love to go do that to Seattle. Minnesota though. players yeah. tend to do that to Seattle. You mean the the Minnesota Seahawks? Yeah, the Minnesota Seahawks. I mean, you got Ryan Longwell. No, Longwell never went there. No, no. Um, Longwell Sid- came to Minnesota Sydney- from Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. So you got Sid- Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, Kevin Williams. Yep, Kevin Williams. Oh, yep, he was signed um, with them. Well, I guess we got Steve Hutchinson. Yeah, that, that that was kind of a steal from them too, though. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe they let Steve Hutchinson go. But yeah, um, he, finalist for the whole thing. Well, I was thinking with wide receivers. I mean, Dion Branch went to Seattle. Uh, oh, and for, then he went back. To then the he went back and was MVP of the Super Bowl that year, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. Oh, the one so- Super Bowl MVP that Tom Brady hasn't got, I think. That, well, he didn't he, deserve he didn't, the last one. Yeah. But no, he did not. James White did. And Tom Brady was like, I'll give you the vehicle. But there was no vehicle this year. Oh, lame. So uh, one of the one of those places donated him a vehicle, apparently. And he was like, thanks, I can afford one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got for the fun facts, though. All right. So it looks like we have now finished all of our Gatorade. We've popped all of those Advils. And I think that's the end of your fantasy hangover. All right, right. everybody, good luck. Hopefully make the playoffs, and we'll talk to you next week. I'm going to sweep Zach this week. Bye. Deuces.